Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Religion for Atheists, a thought provoking exploration that highlights the valuable components of organized religion, detached from the premise of divine existence. Authored by Swiss philosopher and acclaimed writer Alain de Botton, this work presents a unique perspective that uncovers the potential for social and philosophical enrichment hidden within religious practices and teachings, a perspective that can be appreciated by believers and non-believers alike. Alain de Botton, currently residing in the United Kingdom, is recognized for his exceptional contributions to contemporary philosophy. He has graced television screens as a presenter and has received extensive praise for his literature, including his notable work, The Architecture of Happiness, which not only garnered critical acclaim, but was also featured in the film 500 Days of Summer. His distinguished career is further exemplified by his fellowship with both the Royal Institute of British Architects and the Royal Society of Literature. Religion for Atheists is a compelling read for a diverse audience, including faithful individuals curious to view their beliefs from an alternative vantage point, skeptics in search of meaningful experiences in the secular realm, and any person or organization eager to understand the lessons religions can offer in fostering communal bonds and enriching human life. Join us as we explore what secular society may learn from the structures and practices of religions around the world. Religion for Atheists, a Non-Believer's Guide to the Uses of Religion Introduction, Finding Wisdom in Faith, Even as a Non-Believer Around the world, the solemn rituals and traditions of religion touch the lives of countless people. Whether it's through the serenity of meditation, the sanctity of confession, or the steadfastness of prayer, faith offers an essential compass for human existence. But when it comes to secularists or the non-religious, does religion have any relevance? And if so, what can non-believers possibly glean from doctrines they don't subscribe to? The knee-jerk response of many atheists is to dismiss religious teachings outright, favoring the empirical light of science and reason. However, this view overlooks a treasure trove of insights that religious practices and philosophies can offer to enrich the secular world. From forging strong communal bonds to seeing beyond the stark contours of factual reality, religion has much to teach, even the most skeptical among us. In our exploration, you'll uncover the community-building power inherent in religious gatherings, how the dining experience can draw inspiration from churches to become more meaningful, and the spiritual lessons that help to transcend individual egotism. Part 1 unearthing secular treasures in sacred grounds. When we think about religion, we may envision celestial realms, grand temples, or even exquisite Renaissance art. These symbols often intertwine with our perception of the divine, presenting religion as solely the province of worship. Yet beyond the deities and dogma lies something else, a rich layer of culture, society, and philosophical depth. Even for those who don't subscribe to the idea of gods, religions offer an array of fruitful concepts. Consider morality. For secular individuals, the pursuit of a virtuous life is not inherently tied to religious doctrine. However, 
Because morality has been so closely woven with faith, secular society has sometimes distanced itself from it, possibly to its own detriment. Secular society stands to benefit by reclaiming and reinterpreting rituals and celebrations that add layers to human experience. Take, for instance, how early Christians integrated elements from various beliefs to forge impactful ceremonies. The celebration of Christmas, for instance, meshes the pagan midwinter solstice festivities with the commemoration of Jesus' birth. Monastic traditions, too, have roots in the communal living recommendations by Epicurus, a Greek philosopher. Considering these examples, it's evident that religion is not just about gods and other worldly entities. As a non-believer, you may wonder what religion has to do with you and how it can enhance your life. Prepare, then, to delve deeper into the secular insights that religious traditions hold. Part 2. Building Bridges what religions teach us about uniting people. Do you recall the last family gathering you attended? More often than not, such reunions coincide with religious holidays, illustrating the potent communal bond that religion can forge. However, as the winds of secularism blow stronger and our global community expands, we find ourselves grappling with a growing void where once was a sense of togetherness. Take a moment to think about the last unfamiliar face that brushed by you on the street, the brief sense of disconnection that likely followed. Religion offers a contrasting narrative, one where, regardless of individual backstories, everyone is drawn together by shared beliefs and practices. Consider, for example, the Catholic Mass, once a communal meal where individuals, irrespective of their backgrounds, would gather to break bread sing, and seek solace together. Imagine a world where, akin to being seated at random in a restaurant, we share a meal with strangers and naturally weave a fabric of fellowship. Beyond communal meals, other religious practices, like the act of making amends, serve to strengthen communal bonds. The Jewish Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, is a poignant occasion for introspection and reconciliation a time to mend relationships and free oneself of past burdens through requesting and granting forgiveness. Imagine if we, in a secular context, adopted such ceremonies of conciliation. A secular day dedicated to atonement could become a chance to renew relationships and even serve as a meaningful civic holiday. A cornerstone of many faiths is the creation of community through shared rituals and collective experiences. As we'll explore, fostering communion is just one of many gems non-believers can take away from the wealth of religious traditions. Part 3. Embracing a moral compass from the vaults of faith. Think back to those rebellious teenage years, how you'd assert independence from your parents' watchful guidance, childhood brims with do's and don'ts, which we gradually shrug off as we age. Yet, life's moral quandaries don't dissipate with youth. In fact, the need for ethical pointers often intensifies. In moments of moral conundrum, where do we turn for advice? For members of religious communities, a wellspring of counsel is always within reach. Religion boldly steps up as a mentor for the human conscience. Take Christianity, where the notion of original sin portrays humanity as inherently flawed, emphasizing our need for directives to ensure mutual respect and kindness. Judaism, too 
is replete with moral norms. Consider the Mishnah, an ancient compilation of Jewish laws and teachings that house gems of wisdom on anything from respecting one's parents to best practices for social gatherings. These guidelines might even delve into personal topics such as familial intimacy, providing a roadmap for harmonious living. Religion does not merely talk values, it often visualizes them. In the Scroveni Chapel in Padua, Giotto's frescoes personify seven virtues, graphically conveying which traits are worthy of pursuit. These images serve as a vivid, wordless sermon for anyone passing by to absorb and contemplate. Saints, revered for their exemplification of goodness and benevolence, further illustrate the values that religions hold dear. Across the Catholic world, saints are not only depicted in art, but also in small statues that frequently adorn homes, a testament to their importance as ethical exemplars. Our modern secular society tends to prize personal freedom, occasionally at the expense of virtues such as kindness and benevolence. But one can't help wondering if there's an essence of virtue we might be overlooking, and something we could potentially rediscover through the moral legacy of religious teachings. Part 4. A Lesson in Living Gleaning practical wisdom from religious schooling. Reflect on your high school education. Often those days locked in a classroom learning by rote don't incite the fondest of memories. Might it be time to reimagine how we approach learning? Our current educational system adheres to a narrow curriculum, categorizing knowledge by subject, dissecting art into paintings, literature into books, music into melodies. What if, instead, education embraced broader, more universal themes, much like religious studies do? Religious education isn't confined to the study of theology. It often deals with life's big questions and virtues like humility and love, teaching these concepts through diverse mediums, parables, songs, sacred texts, and oratory. This form of education sticks because it connects learners with enduring human themes. Who hasn't questioned the practicality of arcane algebra problems, pondering, when will I need this in the real world? Here's where religious education shines. It seamlessly integrates knowledge with its application to daily life. Maybe it's time for modern education to follow suit, introducing courses on interpersonal relationships or the art of solitude, fostering skills that extend beyond the textbook. In the quest to captivate students who seemingly drift into apathy, Educators might well draw inspiration from dynamic African-American preachers. Employing forceful call-and-response techniques, they ensure that their teachings don't just reach the ears, they resonate in the hearts of their congregation. Such engaging methods could inject new life into our classrooms, creating a more meaningful and memorable learning experience. Part 5. Finding Solace in the Embrace of Shared Humanity Take a moment to scroll through your social media. Notice anything. The pictures present a parade of triumphs and joys, a skewed reality highlighting the enviable over the everyday. Such a facade pressures everyone to conform to a standard that's more fantasy than fact. Life's canvas inevitably includes strokes of grief and mundaneness. These darker shades provide contrast, helping us truly value the brighter moments. Balancing despair with hope is a venerable tradition across faiths. Consider the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem where every day, 
people from all walks of life pour out their hearts, tucking notes filled with their deepest woes and wishes between ancient stones. Imagine creating our own version of the Wailing Wall, a secular space for shared sorrows, where people feel safe to bear their burdens, reinforcing our shared humanity in the face of individual struggles. Embracing our imperfections calls for a good dose of compassion, a trait that sometimes gets lost in the hustle of secular life. Yet, we can turn to religious iconography for inspiration. Maternal figures abound in spiritual narratives. Mary, the tender mother of Jesus, Isis of Egypt with her nurturing prowess, Demeter of Rome, all personifications of maternal love that elevate vulnerability from a weakness to a cherished aspect of the human experience. In the formative years of Christianity, the soul was envisioned as childlike in its purity and innocence. From Kuala Lumpur to Venezuela, the compassionate gaze of Mother Mary offers solace to the inner children within us all. In Chinese Buddhism, the Bodhisattva Guanyin manifests as a beacon of mercy, providing comfort in times of despair. These enduring symbols serve as reminders that, even in our darkest hours, accepting care and exercising self-compassion can be the most profound remedy against the weight of societal expectations. Part 6. Maintaining a cosmic perspective to ground our earthly concerns. Imagine the awe you feel as a magnificent sunset cloaks the sky, or when you hear the infectious giggle of a child. Suddenly, small worries like a blemish seem to matter less. Such experiences remind us that in the grand tapestry of the cosmos, our individual troubles can appear rather minuscule. Across the ages, religions have excelled in presenting teachings that underscore our modest place within the vast universe, fostering a sense of humility. Consider the biblical tale of Job, a man of faith who loses everything he holds dear. God's message is clear. No one is inherently entitled to their fortunes. Job's ordeal encourages us to embrace life's trials not as punishment, but as opportunities for humility and growth. Philosophers like Spinoza view God not as a being, but as cause itself, the very essence of the universe. He encourages us to align our lives not with selfish desires, but with the greater, often inexplicable laws of the cosmos. Contemplating this immense scale, we might also reconsider our scientific pursuits. Rather than solely focusing on the expansion of knowledge, science can be a tool for grounding that knowledge within the broader context of the universe. Consider our solar system, where the Earth orbits the Sun, an enormous powerhouse. Yet, the Sun pales in comparison to the colossal Eta Carinae, the largest star known whose immensity dwarfs our star's luminosity and size. Such cosmic comparisons naturally inculcate a sense of humility, transcending individual beliefs and grounding us in the reality of our insignificance on a universal scale. Part 7. Life's Grand Lessons, Immortalized Through Art and Edifices Envision the multitude of crucifixion scenes or the countless towering steeples dotted along skylines. Not just Christianity, but numerous religions have historically leveraged art and architecture to make an indelible mark. But what's the deeper significance of these expressions? Art serves as a vehicle for expressing and internalizing profound truths. By revisiting sacred themes, 
we gain layers of insight into the narratives and also into the human experience. The portrayal of Jesus as an infant reminds us of our own inner child, while the intricate mandalas of Buddhism represent cosmic harmony and life's transitory nature. In a time when the church held sway, it dictated which narratives were worthy of artistic rendition, rather than individual artists doing so. The notion that every artist should also be a philosopher didn't quite fit the church's view. Now, artists often enjoy celebrity status, but what if they redirected their fame to guide us through life's existential mazes? Art can suspend time, offering us moments of profound connection. Similarly, some spaces captivate us in a way that halts the everyday rush, a phenomenon that religious architecture has masterfully encapsulated. Architecture doesn't just create physical spaces, it shapes our thoughts and aspirations, influencing how we live and interact. Catholic architectural principles are founded on the idea that thoughtful design can cultivate virtuous people. In the 16th century, the Council of Trent issued directives for church design, from the prominence of the cross, symbolizing Christ's sacrifice, to the elevated pulpit, signifying the sanctity of the clergy's words. This meticulous attention to detail had a clear intention, ensuring that the faithful would carry with them a lasting impression, a warm reflection on their beliefs, long after they stepped out of the cathedral's shadow. This principle suggests that perhaps our modern spaces could also stand to benefit from being designed with such intent to constantly remind and inspire those who dwell within them. Part 8. Embracing Rituals and Steadfast Institutions from Religious Templates Consider the feelings that accompanied your last medical appointment. Was it an ordeal filled with anxiety or a process you might confidently navigate again? For many, medical visits are fraught with discomfort and uncertainty, But imagine if hospitals could be places of holistic reassurance for both body and mind. To cultivate such dependable institutions, we could take a page from the religious playbook. Many faiths have honed the craft of creating steadfast organizations and examining their methods offers valuable insights. In a well-established institution, you expect consistent service, irrespective of location. The Catholic Church epitomizes this reliability with its stringently uniform rituals. From the somber tones of the confessional to the standardized placement of the booth itself, the church ensures a predictable and comforting experience worldwide. Religions recognize that the most resonant messages are those that engage both the mind and the physical senses. In Zen Buddhism, the tea ceremony, Chanoyu, encompasses this holistic approach combining physical movement and mental discipline to transcend worldly concerns and diminish ego. The era's aesthetics lend to a removal of distractions, promoting a sense of equality and peace. Timed rituals and celebrations also play a fundamental role. By marking specific occasions, such as the appreciation of the first cherry blossoms, religions foster a shared global rhythm. Similarly, Zen Buddhists gather annually to admire the full moon on the eighth month's 15th night, a practice that creates a sense of unity among practitioners. Even for those outside religious spheres, the robust frameworks and practices of established religions offer a sense of stability and assurance. 
Integrating such structural solidity into secular institutions could greatly enhance the reliability and comfort we derive from them, bringing a touch of sanctity into the secular realm. Final Summary At the heart of this exploration is a revelation. Despite the rise of secularism and atheism, religion still has much to offer, even to the non-believer. Through the creation of supportive communities, the offering of personal and moral mentorship, and the role it plays in framing our existence within the vast cosmos, religious institutions and practices extend valuable lessons that transcend spiritual divides. Regardless of one's faith or lack thereof, there is wisdom to be found in the foundational elements of religious life, wisdom that can enhance our collective sense of compassion, understanding, and connection to something greater than ourselves. This book underscores the potential for a symbiotic relationship between the secular and the sacred, one where even atheists can find inspiration in the enduring virtues cultivated by religious tradition. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.